Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM Soundbite. I'm Zephyrin. And I'm Gelada. And we're covering another news topic today, a little bit topical, hence the Soundbite episode of it. But we're talking about Apple versus Epic, which at the yep. moment is a pretty big, I don't know what you'd really call it really, just a, a hot bit of topic. a kerfuffle yes, between these kerfuffle. two rather large gaming, or, well, not necessarily even gaming, but tech companies yep. surrounding arguably one of the biggest games at the moment, yeah, I would say, you know? Absolutely. What we're going to do is Jal's going to hash it out for us, what's going on, and then we're going to give our two cents on it. Yeah. So basically, this has kind of been brewing for quite a long time. And although it's Epic versus Apple, so to speak, that's the actual, that's how it is in the courts. Yeah. This is kind of also Epic v. Google, because Google have done the same. They don't get get away scot-free here. (laughs) But essentially what it is, is that Epic tried to release a new version of Fortnite where you could pay, you could buy in-game currency direct through Epic Games Mm -hmm. rather than through Apple. And it was cheaper. And it was cheaper because they don't have to pay Apple's 30% cut for any transactions that Because typically in any games via, say, Apple or Google, like with the iStore, whatever else, you, you, you... buy through that app you know yep. you buy through the the overall play domain that you're within right exactly rather exactly. than paying directly to the company who's manif- making the content you've got it uh and so they tried to release this new version and apple were like no you can't do that it's against the terms of service and instead of capitulating which i believe they have in the past and certainly other people have capitulated in the past yeah. uh epic have decided that they're actually going to fight it this time the timing is not like random. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment in the governments, the the senates of the world, the yeah. you know the authorities, the country powers uh, versus big tech, and sort of thinking about mono- essentially just monopolies, right? The classic monopoly situation yeah. where you've got these big companies who are doing something that no one has really done before. And now we're starting to ask the question of, hang on, aren't they monopolizing this market? Mm, uh, mm. That always happens. You always have like, initially it's like, it's not a monopoly. We're just really successful and everything's yeah. great. But and then you look at it, like actually realize, there isn't really any competition to you at all. Yeah, it's just a monopoly. And there's a few things that I find particularly interesting about all of this. Uh, it's sort of like the arguments on both sides. If you're Apple, uh, you say, first of all, 30% is quite low. Uh, It sounds high, but they would argue that if you were a game developer releasing a game, old school game publishers might take 70%. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know this as well if if you're like a author of a book, right? And and your publisher takes like most of your money. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You don't get a lot of it. You get the small amount of it, whereas they get the rest rather than the other way around. Right, exactly. And so Apple, like that was a big selling point. When they first released that app store and they did all of this, you know, they... They touted, they were like, we have these fantastically low fees to be published by us. Hmm. You get in front of every single one of Apple's customers, like everyone who has an iPhone. I mean, that's the big thing there that I was going to bring was like yeah. how many hundreds of millions, possibly more yeah. eyeballs are you getting in front of with right. your product? You know, yeah, 30% is not much for that. Exactly. That's what Apple would argue. And also you get Apple's protection in the sense that like it's their payment system where they do, they take over a lot of the heavy lifting around things like customer support yeah. and refunds and handling dodgy cards and all 
of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Which is not cheap. Like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, Apple probably spend. Obviously, they make a lot of money. Um, but they spend amount. a lot to manage the, all those systems and yeah. make sure they work and they're safe and they're secure. It's not so easy. Like, yeah. it is. It is a hard thing to do. And on the other side, Epic are like, yeah, but you don't give us a choice, right? So they have no. Apple can essentially cut Epic and cut Fortnite. They can also take that. Like, it's like we giveth and we take it away. Yeah. Uh, and there's no alternative. And that's unusual. If you are a PC gamer, uh, you can buy the game, buy a game through Steam. You can buy a game through Epic. You can download it. You can buy a boxed copy. You can yeah. download a, you know, a copy from, you know, someone's own website. Right? You could just go directly to the developer's or publisher's website and buy it directly from them. Yeah. And it's just a standalone version, irrespective of whatever exactly. digital platform that you would normally use. Even on a Mac, right, you can do that. You know, Apple have the Mac App Store, Mm. but they also don't. You can, like, most of the apps that I use are not on the Mac App Store, right? You just get them standalone. Um, And there's no sideloading on iOS. And that's the difference. That's why Apple are the focus here and not Google. Because on Google, you can download epics you know launcher from their website yeah. and it's kind of like a mini little app store and it's it's a little bit more clunky than simply going to the play store and, pre- and yeah. hitting the install button but at least it can be done if that's what you want to do yeah and also you know google don't make it super easy like you've got to like accept warnings about yeah, malware like they make it and accept apks and stuff yeah make it sound scary you know to try and avoid you from doing obviously because it's, it's in their interest it's now, in their interest to not have you bypass yeah. their play store Exactly. So the thing that the way that I think about it, I think this is a good thing that this is going on. Yeah. I think that the correct line is somewhere in between as, mm. as you know, we are very like centrist from that point of view on Octal FM. We tend to just like sit on the fence. But I think what what I find really fascinating about all of this is that Apple is a tech company. Mm. The iOS is their product. It's their market. It's their thing. It's a privately owned thing. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's also the size of a small economy. And I yeah. don't mean Apple. I mean the the concept of apps on yeah. phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like a new economy that didn't exist. And Apple would say that as well. They'll be yeah. like, the amount of money we've generated in the world economy, yeah. the amount of jobs, the amount of, you know, all of this stuff. You, yeah. You're looking at creating this new service, which is slowly becoming a necessity within life. Like, exactly. obviously, you could argue, relatively speaking, it isn't. But within modern life, I would argue that most app stores are now, um, smartphones are kind of a necessity of modern life. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't have the opportunity to introduce competition within that, because that service is completely proprietary, that is just a monopoly at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. So where I see this going is not, I don't see this as the downfall of Apple's walled garden or anything like that. I see that there's going to be some regulation much needed, I think, for people like Apple. People who have these walled gardens, who have these monopolies, you know, mm. it's also, you also see it a lot in advertising. So Google, for example, you know, with Google ads, Google are like, the displayer of ads and also the buyer of ads and yeah. also the se- like they they sell the space they buy the like they do all of it and so they can just like pull all the levers to influence it and so things like that i think we're going to see you know these things start to be essentially just legislated yeah. like it'll be like if you own if you control a system like an app store you must provide an alternative method yeah uh, where you know people don't have to aren't forced to use your services yeah but what will what apple will do i also kind of believe in this is i am reasonably pro apple at the end of the day 
And I think that they do care about their customers and they mm. care about things like their customers' safety and security and well-being because it's in their interests. And doing this opens up a can of worms of making it even harder to secure your phone and to make sure that people's data is protected, etc. So, exactly. So what they will do, and they already do this to some extent, if you if you have like enterprise apps, is that any app like Fortnite, for example, that gets sideloaded, it definitely won't be able to use Apple Pay. No. You won't be able to use your fingerprint to make a payment. It probably won't be allowed access to the camera um, or any kind of like local storage of your photos or mm. anything like that. Like they'll it just kind of kind exist of like, within a bubble within the phone. Exactly. They'll sandbox it and isolate it. And they'll be like, here you go. And they'll cripple the apps uh, in inverted commas. And then that then becomes an interest. That'll be the next thing is like, when does that become a monopoly? Mm. Where like an anti, that's then sort of like, it's kind of anti-competitive, right? Rather than a monopoly, you're you're purposefully making it difficult for anyone to do anything on your service, yeah. even though you're abiding by the laws. And yeah. you can see like the, the downsides to all that because you know you don't want a monopoly, you want competition. But then, like you say, at the end of the day, Apple are the ones providing this service. They invented the service, they've created it. So why should they give anyone else access to it? You know? Yeah. It, it's it's a hard yeah. thing to. There is so many fair arguments on all sides of this. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. You know, I'm keeping an eye on it with interest. I I do also find it quite fascinating that it's epic. You know, they sort of like, I don't know, like they've been around for so long and now they're like doing stuff like this. Yeah. And I think also I do agree with Epic that, you know, Epic, epic kind of took the piss out of Apple, right? They they did a spin on their 1984 advert, mm-hmm. right? Which was, yeah. which was actually about Apple v. IBM at the time. And Apple were the underdog, right? And it does definitely feel like Apple have become the company that they originally were We're fighting against, fighting against. And that does, I am a bit like "Hmm, that, that I'm sad about because I I don't think that that is really Apple's DNA, you know, to, to be like that. Um, Clearly it is now, but I don't, I, I would like to think that it isn't. Apple's Um, very much the man now, you know, you know, Microsoft have sided with Epic, right? Yeah. Like, which which (laughs) says a lot, that says a lot. (laughs) About both Epic, but also primarily about Apple. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. But I think this is something that we'll probably cover in a future soundbite episode. And I think the idea of like these sort of walled garden services that are proprietary, but kind of can't really stay that way in the future, maybe a whole episode topic as well. Uh, mm, I think there's quite a lot of interesting kind of conundrums to chew over on that one. So definitely look forward to that in future. Yeah, maybe when this... Uh you know, case gets settled and we can sort of dissect whatever comes Mm. out of it, um, whatever legislation happens. Um, But yeah, in the meantime, I've been Gelada. And I've been Saffron. And catch us again for another Octal FM soundbite very soon.